I'm here. We're here. And I'm happy to report that things have settled down a little bit for me. So here goes nothing. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa, hear that? That's that smell. was not there Maybe yesterday. Have a second of it's it. totally I'm my natural hair color. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Wait, who are you? I'm the Uncanny Valley version of Siri that won't get you sued by the Apple company. Oh. Well, in that case... Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. At the time of this recording, many of us are experiencing even more stress than usual. But what if I told you that at least some of that stress might be the result of our brains playing tricks on us? Again. For better or worse, that's exactly what I'm about to tell you. Because for this week's adventure, we went back down the brain's rabbit hole in order to explore thought distortions. Thought distortions are patterns and systems of thoughts that can influence our feelings and behaviors, even though the thoughts themselves are false. This kind of thinking happens naturally and automatically, and it was first described in the 1970s by psychologists from Yale and Stanford. But what's most interesting about thought distortions is that we experience them every day without realizing it. That's right. At any given moment, you and I and everyone else is swimming in stress-causing thought distortions. To show you what we mean, we've prepared a game of thought distortion bingo. And if you're not driving or multitasking while you're listening to this, you can actually play along in real time by touching the link we shared in the show notes for this week's episode. Don't worry, the link will not ask you to download anything or install anything or create an account or give up any personal information so that it can sell you things later. Instead, if you touch the link to play the Thought Distortion Bingo game with us, the link will just create a unique bingo board for you so that you can join the game from the screen on your device. This should work even if you're already using your device to play this episode. And it should also work even if you're playing the game with multiple people. If you're playing the game with multiple people, you shouldn't have any problems at all, so long as each person touches the link from their own device. This way, everyone can play from their own unique bingo board. All right, if your board is ready and you've already marked your free space, we're going to get into it. We're about to jump into 12 of the most common kinds of thought distortions. And as we mention each one, you'll need to mark them off on your bingo board by touching them on your screen. If you manage to mark five thought distortions in a row, going across, up and down, or diagonally, you will win at thought distortion bingo. And that's really all there is to it. 
Begin. One. The first thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is a real doozy, and it's called all or nothing thinking. That's all or nothing thinking. All or nothing thinking is sometimes called polarized thinking or black and white thinking, because it's basically what you call it when a person views events, experiences, or even people in terms of rigid either-or categories, like. Good or evil, hardworking or lazy, my way or the highway, take it or leave it, the whole hog or no deal. All or nothing thinking is easy enough to slip into, but it gets folks into trouble when it blinds them to the full range of possibilities in a given situation. This is especially pesky in cases where a person might need to compromise or consider different points of view. Or explore alternative solutions to a problem. Have you ever completely skipped a workout just because you only had time to do part of the workout instead of the whole thing, or decided that you weren't hungry after all once you learned that they were sold out of the one thing you wanted to order? If so, you may have been using all-or-nothing thinking. Two. The second thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is overgeneralization. That's overgeneralization. Say that ten times fast. Overgeneralization is what you call it when a person automatically assumes that the details of one experience must apply to all other similar experiences. It's like when someone burns a cake by mistake and then decides that they must just be terrible at baking. When the stakes are low, this kind of overgeneralization probably doesn't do much harm, but it can still be troublesome when it causes us to make conclusions about new situations based on old memories that might not actually apply. In more extreme cases, overgeneralization is also part of where harmful stereotypes come from. But that's a conversation by itself. Three. Moving right along, the third thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is filtering. That's filtering. Filtering is somewhat similar to overgeneralization, but filtering is what you call it when a person ignores the constructive or helpful details in a situation in favor of dwelling on the negative or unhelpful ones. Consider a person who complains about an entire movie being bad, just because one scene was bad, or the person who says they've had a bad day when really what they had was a perfectly normal day with a bad thing here or there that they milked for hours. That's filtering, and it's just the kind of thing that gives us the business if it keeps us hung up on things we don't want, while distracting us from solutions towards things we do want. If you've got filtering somewhere on your bingo board, go ahead and touch the screen to mark it off. The next two thought distortions can be described as sister distortions, because they both involve the act of jumping to conclusions about things. Four. One of them, which is the fourth thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game, is mind reading. That's mind reading. Mind reading is what you call it when a person assumes that they know all the thoughts and feelings behind other people's behavior. Mind reading is also what you call it 
when a person assumes that other people know all the thoughts and feelings behind their behavior. In either case, the mind-reading thought distortion involves the idea that people are able to automatically know what other people are thinking and feeling. Of course, unless you're one of the X-Men, this typically isn't a thing that people can actually do. But believing it's a thing that people can actually do gets many a folk in a bit of trouble. If you don't believe me, consider this. Have you ever avoided someone because they gave you the stink eye once and you thought it was because they had some kind of grudge against you and then it turned out that really they were making that face because they had just farted or something and they were worried that you had noticed? Ignoring the fact that that example was oddly specific, the next time that happens to you, consider whether one or both of you is experiencing the mind-reading thought distortion. 5. The sister to mind-reading is the fifth thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game. It's fortune-telling. That's fortune-telling. Fortune-telling is what you call it when a person makes a prediction or conclusion about the future without evidence, and then treats that prediction or conclusion like the gospel truth. A classic example of fortune-telling is when a person doesn't see the point in making new friends because they've already predicted that these new friends will be just as flaky as the friends they already have. Another example might involve something like a person avoiding their driving test because they've already predicted they're going to fail, even though they have no evidence to support this prediction. 6. The sixth thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is magnification. That's magnification. Magnification, also called catastrophization, is what you call it when a person imagines that the meaning or importance or likelihood of a given experience is much bigger than it really is. Examples of this might include a person thinking that their shortcomings are more impactful than they really are, or a person thinking that the consequences of their actions are more impactful than they actually are. You may have heard this type of thing described casually as making mountains out of molehills, but magnification can be a huge hassle when it leaves people feeling all worked up, pining over bad outcomes, worst case scenarios, or other tragic events that might not actually be likely to occur. Seven. The seventh thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is my absolute favorite one to talk about because it's so fascinating and it feels so natural that I'd bet money you've experienced it sometime in the last week without even noticing it. I'm talking about emotional reasoning. That's emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning follows from the idea that if we feel something, it must be true. Emotional reasoning leads us to make conclusions about situations based on how we feel about the situations. But this approach isn't nearly as reliable as making conclusions about situations based on the reality of those situations. A great example of this is when someone concludes that their partner is cheating simply because they feel lonely or suspicious in the relationship. Another great example is when a person thinks they're stupid or boring simply because they feel stupid or boring. This distortion hits so close to home, and I'm confident that if you think long enough, 
you'll be able to find an example from your own life. But I guess if you can't, I owe you money or something. Eight. The eighth thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is should statements. That's should statements. Should statements are what a person experiences when they judge people or situations based on how they think things should be, regardless of how they actually are. Some examples of these statements include, I should be able to spend more time exercising, or you should have known better. This thought distortion works with shouldn't statements too, as in, I shouldn't have to keep telling you to clean your room, or things shouldn't be this hard. Should statements can be a total pain in the ass because sometimes the way we think things should be is completely unreasonable. On top of that, the act of clinging to the ideas expressed through should statements can leave us feeling guilty or disappointed or angry or resentful when things don't turn out the way one of us thinks they should. That's probably enough of that. Nine. The ninth thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is personalization. That's personalization. Personalization is what you call it when a person somehow thinks that they themselves are the cause for events, situations, or even behavior of people around them. By extension, a person experiencing personalization may also think that anything another person does or says is somehow directed at them personally. If you've ever thought that you were the one who ruined everyone's good time at the party, or that an announcement made during a team meeting was actually singly directed at you, and you had no rational reason to believe that any of that was true, you may have been experiencing personalization. 10. The 10th thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is control fallacy. That's control fallacy. Control fallacy is what you call it when a person either A, thinks they are helpless in instances when they really aren't, or B, thinks they're in complete control in instances when they really aren't. Examples of control fallacy include a person blaming themselves for the behavior of other people, or a person taking credit for the happiness of other people. Control fallacy can pop up from time to time as the idea of having control can make us feel warm and fuzzy inside. But things can quickly get out of hand when the reality is that we don't quite have the control or lack of control that we think we do. 11. The 11th thought distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is change fallacy. That's change fallacy. Change fallacy often crops up in relationships and involves two major parts. The first part of change fallacy involves the idea that a person would be happier if they could just get their friend or loved one to change. The second part of control fallacy involves the idea that the friend or loved one can or will change. We could give examples of this, but you've probably got some in your head already, so we're just going to leave this one to your imagination. 12. The 12th and final distortion of our thought distortion bingo game is always being right. That's always being right.
Always being right is what you call it when a person thinks that being right is more important than pretty much anything else. A person who experiences the always being right distortion may also find the idea of being wrong to be completely unacceptable. All of this is made worse by the fact that this person may also be unable to tell the difference between opinion and fact. This can wreak havoc on relationships because a person hell-bent on being right all the time may go to incredible lengths just to do that, even if it upsets or hurts the people around them. This person and a half dozen more like them are probably in your social media feed, if not closer. Watch your back. But that's it. Once again, we've seen how our brains are really good at serving up thoughts that are not very helpful at all. But hopefully, by this point in the episode, somebody out there has managed to call bingo. If that somebody is you, congratulations! Way to win! Of course, if you didn't win or you just didn't play, we hope that at the very least, you learned something new or meaningful about the ways our brains can trick us into having bad headspace times. With any luck, though, you're now also feeling more insightful about how you might recognize and avoid these mind traps in the future. If not, there is always the next episode. As a final PS, with all joking aside, if you're really struggling with thought distortions and would like some extra support or help, you might want to check out the resources and services available through the National Mental Health Hotline or any of the hotlines listed at the CDC's page for COVID-related stress management tools. We've posted the links for both of those websites in this week's show notes. That's all for now. Stay tuned and take care, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?